0: This is Under Understood.
1: Hello, friends.
0: Hi. Hi, John. Hi, John.
1: How's everybody doing?
0: Meh. Oh, not too shabby.
1: You know, surviving.
0: (laughs) I heard a meh. Okay. Mm, That was me.
1: Well, hopefully this will brighten your spirits. I have a new segment today. It's called Open and Shut and Open Again. And it's where I think I've solved a mystery, and it's an open and shut case. But then it all gets blown up by the end. So um, prepare yourselves emotionally for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was sent to us by a listener named Olivia. Olivia found this story on a subreddit called r slash RBI.
2: What does RBI stand for? Runs batted
0: in? No, it's the Reddit Bureau of Investigation. Oh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, this is the Reddit Bureau of Investigation. It's got over half a million members. Huh. The subreddit's tagline is, Using the power of the internet to solve real-world problems.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay Which sparks fear in me Mm -hmm. Things on this subreddit I feel weird uh, endorsing this subreddit Mm. It seems like the people there are very engaged And they're very well intentioned But it freaks me out a little bit To see random people on the internet Helping each other like solve crimes Yeah Finding uh, perpetrators, missing people There's like Smirky territory Exactly, yeah I'm sure they try
4: to moderate it yes, As well as they can, but yeah
1: Right, right But anyway, the post that we're talking about today is not like that at all. It is not about a crime, to my knowledge. It is not about anything particularly sinister. This one is titled, I received two packages slash letters from a seemingly defunct California Raisins fan club at my home address with very rare 1980s collector's items.
4: Hmm.
2: Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: What's unclear to me from that title
4: is... Are they just saying they received those items at their home address, or are they saying that the fan club is associated with their home address and that's why they received the items?
1: I'll spoil it right now. They're saying that they received these items at their home address. Okay. The California Raisins, if you're not familiar, were a fictional band of claymation animated raisins from the late 1980s.
0: And they were in a band, right?
1: Yes. Yes. These raisins were originally created for an ad for the California Raisin Advisory Board in 1986.
4: Incredible animation style.
0: Yes, very good. Claymation. There's a lot of raisins wearing cool sunglasses.
5: California raisins from the California vineyards. Don't you know I heard it through the Sounds great, doesn't it?
0: I'm just going to stake a claim here. Yeah. I don't like raisins.
1: Uh, They're gross. Uh, <sighs> I just want to know, like, have you, were the three of you aware of the California raisins before this? Oh, yeah. Yes. For sure. No. So, Regina, you've never heard of the raisins, the California raisins?
2: Um, I don't think so.
1: I had known about them. I was born in 1987, which is the year after the California raisins debuted. Wait, how do I know about them? Well, I mean, okay, so the California raisins became really popular really quickly in the 80s.
3: The California now in Ice
1: They were in a ton of commercials. They were in the 1987 CBS special, A Claymation Christmas Celebration.
5: It's those sensational California raisins in the Emmy-winning Claymation Christmas Celebration next.
1: They released four studio albums. That cover <laughs> of I Heard It Through the Grapevine that they sang peaked at number 84 on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. They had a short-lived Saturday morning cartoon called The California Raisin Show which ran for 13 episodes. Really? Yes. And this is the part that's important to our mystery. There were loads and loads of California Raisin toys, memorabilia. We've got lunchboxes, plastic figurines.
6: Announcing the big, plush, bendable California Raisins and Hardee's. Only two nineteen each. With
1: each. 3D comic books, computer games, console games, huge amounts of stuff. Right. And yes, there was a fan club established in 1987.
0: An official corporate fan club or an unofficial? An official
1: corporate fan club. Yes. And this is where our mystery begins. Honey,
5: honey,
1: yeah. Rather than read the Reddit thread, I actually got in touch with the poster of the thread. His name is Jacob, like the raisins, Jacob is from California. The story begins one night a few months ago.
7: I came home pretty late at night, and I was the first one back out of my couple housemates. And I saw a package on my doorstep. This one was in like a yellow manila like envelope, and it didn't have any label from any specific company. So I was pretty confused and intrigued. And I pick it up to see that it's addressed to Jasper McQuad, which is an interesting misspelling of a name that is similar to mine. And (laughs) I was... kind of immediately, I guess, confused is the best way to sum it up.
1: We're not going to say Jacob's real last name here because this is kind of a story about someone who knows his address and identity and is sending him stuff. But the name Jasper McQuad, neither the first nor last name is Jacob's real name. But it's close enough that it still seems like maybe the package could be intended for him and
7: he decides to open it up. A bunch of knickknacks fall out that are related to the California Raisins.
1: And now I'll share with you the, a photo of the contents of the package.: Oh wow. OK. We will put these in the show notes, obviously. What are we looking at?
2: Some knickknacks. They look like poops. <laughs>
4: <laughs> OK, so we have a bunch of California raisins stuff. There is uh, what appears to be a pin, like a big novelty-sized pin, Uh-huh. A bookmark it says, "You're a grape friend." Uh, there's a wristwatch. There is, uh, what is maybe a bumper sticker? It's a bumper sticker, yeah. California Raisins fan club member, I think is what that says. It's cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then there's, yeah, it, it looks like a badge. Official member of the California Raisins fan club. And then, uh, yeah, we have two figurines, um, small figurines of California Raisins.
1: One has a saxophone and the other, uh, is, is just vibing.
0: And the watch
1: Yes. The watch is the coolest thing in this to me. And all of this stuff, most of this stuff has, like, uh, copyright 1987 CalRAB on it. And CalRAB is the California Raisin
7: Advisory Board. Everything was in decent condition, but nothing was, like, packaged. Nothing was in a box or anything. It was all loose. The paper is old. It's all stuff that feels authentic. I- I'm sure this stuff isn't reproduction.
1: Jacob didn't order any of this stuff. It just showed up. And... The toys were not the only things that were inside.
7: Here's where things got interesting was there was another envelope inside, like a, like a letter, with a sticker from the California Raisins. And so, of course, I open it and I pull it out and it's a typed-up letter from the California Raisins fan club addressed to the same name, Jasper.
1: All right, I'm going to share with you an image of the letter. Who wants to read it? I do. Please.
0: Okay, so... Dear Mr. Jasper McQuad, Thank you for your patience regarding your application to the California Raisins fan club. We are happy to announce that your membership application was accepted. As a member, we will require you to uphold California Raisins reputation at the highest level. In return for your diligence, we will reward your association with monthly updates and prizes. The club was formed in response to the requests of thousands of enthusiast fans like yourself all across the world. Here, you will be able to learn just about everything dealing with the California raisins. You can find out about the reason they came along, namely the creation of the raisins. <laughs> okay. Find out information on the ever-so-popular Will Vinton, who made the claymation of the raisins, helping them explode. Read the story of the band, The Rise, dot dot dot, Fall, dot dot dot, and Rise Again. Find out what music they have had out. Find out where to get some of those <laughs> long-lost items slash raisin memorabilia. If you have any questions, you can find contact info on the contact page. Thank you. Signed, Wesley Schneider, President, California Raisins Fan Club. And it's on California Raisins letterhead. Yeah. Wow. Looks like a real signature. Mm-hmm. It is so formal, and yet it's written. Uh, it doesn't sound like it came from an adult. Find out the reason they came along, namely the creation of the Raisins.
2: Yeah.
1: So there was also um, Billy, you said something about the membership card that's in there. There is a membership card in there. You can see it in the photo. The back of the card is partially filled out, handwritten. Um, it says, well, there's it's mostly printed, but it's filled out with, with names. This is to certify that Jasper McQuad, this time spelled J-A-S-P-A-R, McQuad of blank. Is a member in good standing of the official California Raisins fan club and is entitled to all rights and privileges of a club member. Jasper, like I said, spelled incorrectly, J A S P A R. And then there's a line for membership expires on, and the year that's written in is 2057. <laughs> <laughs> so this implies that it is a 35 year membership. <laughs> Notably, it has been exactly 35 years since the original fan club was established.
2: Oh, huh, wow.
1: So unfortunately, Jacob has thrown away the envelope that all of this stuff came in. Hmm.
2: Did it have a return address?
7: Yes, it did have a return Uh. address on it.
2: And he (gasps) remembers generally where it
7: came from. It was shipped from North Pole, Alaska, and it didn't have a shipping address. It just was from a USPS shipping center.
0: In the North Pole.
1: (laughs) It's North Pole, Alaska. It's a city in Alaska called North Pole. I see.
4: Um... Can we take a moment to, I just want to, I think it's probably important to acknowledge upfront. probably not super relevant to the story. Yeah. I think before we get too deep, we should acknowledge that the reputation of the California raisins is somewhat tainted at this point.
0: I didn't know that. Why? Well,
4: so, well, this is just one of these things, like when you brought it up, in my mind, I was like remembering these, like many things from our childhood.
0: Let me guess. It's racist.
4: Well, yeah. Yes. I'm reading an article on Mandatory.com. It was apparently inducted into the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia at Ferris State University. Oh, really? Which is like a collection of these kind of things. I mean, I think it's like, Mm -hmm. there's not a super clear consensus on this, but they were like animated caricatures of Black people singing music. They were actually Black musicians but there are lots of like legacy caricature elements that go into the animation style where I would understand why they would induct it into a museum of racist memorabilia. Sure,
1: yes. So that
4: said, it's not like the California Raisins are a thing that are still super prominent (laughs) that are like, uh, you know, not still running California Raisins ads, right? Oh yeah, Um, no. There's probably a reason that they wouldn't make a comeback. So it's interesting that there's potentially a fan club still
1: out there carrying on that legacy. Right.
0: I didn't, it didn't even occur to me, but now that you say it, it's very obvious.
1: I can't emphasize this enough. Jacob did not ask for these items. He has absolutely <laughs> no interest in the California Raisins <laughs> to speak of. They, they just showed up.
2: Does he like raisins?
1: I didn't ask him. Oh. I'm confused about the letter a lot. Right. It's written on, like, computer paper? Yeah. The very last line is, if you have any questions, you can find contact info on the contact page. But the contact page of what? Because on this letter, there isn't a website or anything.
7: You're correct. Yeah, you're correct.
1: There isn't, like, nowhere in the packet was there a web address to go to or anything?
7: No. This, this uh, letter is blank on the backside. And right here is the... Uh, you're seeing everything that I saw. There's no information... Um, at all. Do you, Uh, is there anyone in your life who would prank you with this stuff? Okay. So that was my first thought. Someone in my life must have signed me up for one of those like remote prank services. I don't know anyone in Alaska. I've never been. I'm nowhere near Alaska. I do have some family members that. Like, would pull similar pranks where they would like order something off of Amazon to my house that was like from like a TV show or, you know, from something. I start like talking to them and asking them if they know anything about the California raisins, like trying to get them to crack.
5: Mm -hmm. And they were like,
7: honestly, this is crazy. Like, we wish (laughs) we could, we wish we could pull off a prank to this level. Like, this is something, this is just beyond us. This prank theory is very tempting to me. The Jasper
1: McQuad name is close enough to Jacob's name that it is suspicious to me. The letter is printed recently. I don't know. This feels like a prank to me. Mm-hmm. I, he mentioned prank services. I had never really had experience with this.
2: Oh, good. I, I hadn't heard of that either, but I didn't want to admit it.
1: Yeah, I looked into this a little tiny bit. It seems like they're mostly like like glitter bombs or joke greeting cards or something
7: like that. Hmm. So I started looking up the fan club itself you know, to try to find this alleged contact page that they alluded to in the letter. And there does exist a California Raisins website that you can go to to this day, but it looks very old. It's like almost, I would describe it as like decrepit. Like it seems like it hasn't gotten an update (laughs) since GeoCities was popular. Like it's old, it's very old school.
1: So let's all head over to thecaliforniaraisins.com.
7: Yes, this is my favorite part
1: of the show when we get to visit (laughs) webpages that haven't been updated in (laughs) decades. Yes, tell me what
0: you see there.
2: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> it's not a modern looking website, that's for sure. Mhm. This is incredible.
0: It is preserved in amber.
1: <laughs>
4: okay, interesting. Interestingly at the bottom it says resources and there are three links. The first one listed is
1: www.willvinton.net. Will Vinton was the animator of the original. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, it says it in the letter.
1: His site doesn't work. No, the site th- th- that link does not work. But uh, remember that the letter said to go to the contact info the contact area to get in touch with them? I would like all three of you to click the contact link right now
2: it goes to DizzoDesigns.com.
1: Did it go to dizzo designs <laughs>
2: for everybody else yes I'm yeah, I'm stuck.
1: This threw a wrench into the into the investigation because the contact link half the time goes to a 403 forbidden that's where I'm going. Yeah. The other half of the time, it goes to DizzoDesigns.com. This is a totally separate website, DizzoDesigns.com. It seems to be the personal website of someone named David Harris, who is a graphic designer. There is a portfolio on the site with a fair amount of stuff in there, and, but there's nothing there about the California Raisins.
2: On the portfolio site.
1: In David's portfolio, yeah. Jacob got in touch With David Harris, actually. He set up a fake email address under the name Jasper McQuad and told David about the package.
7: He basically was like, I have no affiliation with this at all.
1: Jacob forwarded me the email. It says, Sorry to inform you, I have zero affiliation with the California Raisins brand or any fan club. That's the entire message. Huh.
2: Huh.
7: This is not where the strangeness ended. So, after the first package, I was... Maybe bewildered, but I was willing to brush it off as like a one-off strange thing that happened to me. Um, And the second letter that I received was when I decided that this was a mystery that needed to be solved.
2: (laughs) The second letter? You got another letter?
7: So I come home and my roommates are aware of the situation and they're like, we have to tell you something. (laughs) And they point to our mailbox and I see a letter and immediately my heart just sinks because I know what it is. I know it's got to be from the California Raisins. There's no other reason they would react like that. (laughs) So I grab it and it's a postcard from Hawaii. And it's stamped uh, with the current date. So it was stamped like June of 2022 from Honolulu and it has three stickers of the California Raisins on the front. And on the back is a handwritten note from someone I'm assuming as a part of the California Raisins Fan Club. And they call themselves the Big Prune and tell me that <laughs> they heard through the grapevine that I'm their latest raisin, which is just so bizarre. It's just very strange.
0: This is very funny. Okay. I would just say, who's your funniest friend? That's who it is. <laughs> well,
3: yeah. this
4: is insightful now though because he's saying that this person revealed that whoever they think he is Is a new recruit Right Versus my Mm -hmm. assumption Would have been like Oh someone used to live At that address And this is (laughs) part of Some fan club Where like they all Mail each other uh, Stuff and they share Like they share memorabilia With each other And it's fun Because you get Different stuff in rotation
1: Right Okay I just dropped the, The postcard in Slack Could someone please read this
2: It says Aloha We heard it through The grapevine That you are Our newest raisin Wishing you a big mahalo from the Hawaiian chapter, from the big prune. And then it's time. It looks like Ruthie Posts. Ruthie. I can't read Ruthie's last Ruthie name. Ruthie Poots.
1: How much time
7: passed between the first letter and the second one? Probably about like two to three weeks. Enough time for me to forget about it, for sure. Enough time oh. for me to, not forget, but for me to brush it off and get comfortable and think that uh, it was behind me. This is the point
1: when Jacob posted the mystery to RBI on Reddit. The post became very popular right away and a long thread started. He got thousands of upvotes. Lots of people thought it had to be a prank. Multiple people asked if Jacob actually did sign up for the fan club and forgot. He did not do that. He said he isn't, he was basically unfamiliar with the raisins and had no former affiliation with them. If it wasn't obvious by now, none of us could find any evidence whatsoever that an actual California Raisins fan club exists today. The last time it seems to have really existed was in the early 90s. So I think we can totally rule out that this is a legitimate set of mail coming from a real California Raisins fan club. Hmm. However, other people on the subreddit started digging around
7: the same way Jacob did. They found that the URL... Uh, of the website that's currently active, the dot was first registered in two thousand seven and then renewed last April. Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. So obviously the website is not totally abandoned, and whoever is whoever owns the URL is keeping it registered. I mean, sure, fine. I have URLs that I keep registered that yeah. I ha- don't do anything
4: with, and you just set to auto renew, and
1: yeah. yeah. So and like someone owns the trademark to these things. Um, I believe it is actually it the California Raisin Advisory Board no longer exists, but I think now it belongs to the California Department of Agriculture. They own the trademark. It's possible that whoever owns this trademark just wants to keep the URL. Fine. Interesting. But so far, the Redditors are not knocking it out of the park here. Everything points to this is uh, a made-up fan club at this point. Jacob didn't actually post the name Jasper McQuad to the subreddit, but someone suggested looking into whether the person that the letters were addressed to were real. And um I did search like Spokio white pages. There are no other Jasper. It's hard because of all the spellings of this name. Sometimes he's Jasper McQuad. Sometimes he's Jasper McQuad. Oh, um, I thought
2: you just said it wrong.
1: No, the person sending this cannot get the name straight. Whether on purpose or by accident. Okay. But no, as far as we can tell, there are no actual Jasper McQuads out in the world.
7: That would be the ultimate resolution to this story is that there's a guy down the street with a just incredibly similar name to me who's like where the is my package i just ordered this off ebay yeah what if you're living like two doors away or across the street from jasper mcquad
1: so if the fan club isn't real and jasper mcquad isn't real who is sending this mail to jacob who is wesley schneider some theories after the break
4: Hey, listener, it's Billy. I just want you to know really quickly, we have a voicemail box now, 212-994-4882. If you have a question that the internet can't answer, but you think we might be able to, call that number. You might hear your call on the show. Also, we've just started doing live shows on our Discord. We just did one. It was a ton of fun. You can find out how to access that on our patreon patreon.com slash under understood patreon is actually how we support the show under understood is a completely independent production it's you know just the people you hear on the show we have an editor now but you know it's like just us and your support goes a long way it's why we're able to have an editor now actually so if you've already supported us on patreon we really appreciate it if not check it out you can get access to a ton of bonus content there which will now also include recordings of our live shows if if you just want to give for like a month that's totally cool you actually could just download all of the stuff at once and then cancel and peace out if that's your prerogative we'll still take your money i mean whatever you want to do patreon.com slash underunderstood there's also a link in the show notes okay Back to the show.
1: A few weeks after our first conversation, Jacob emailed me. The email was two lines long. Hey there, John. Huge update. Check it out. Pictures attached. Uh, And I'll share the images here.
2: So there's a USPS box that has a cool California Cool Dancing Raisins sticker on it. It's Um, both to and from Jasper McQuad.
1: Yes. Very confusing. The return address and the address that it's addressed to are both Jasper McQuad at Jacob's address. And these are like printed labels. Yes.
2: And it costs $21.50 to ship. Okay, wait, John, did you look at the tracking number?
1: I did look at the tracking number. The origin is Glendale, Utah. Huh. What? What? Also in the box, more memorabilia. So now we have uh, two more California Raisins figurines. We have like a, I think that's a pin down there. The air freshener, which is so far my favorite piece of memorabilia of all of this.
2: Does it smell like raisins?
1: I'll ask him. That did not occur to me. (laughs) Uh, There's a, I think this is a record album. The California Raisins Birthday Boo Boo. And a very bright neon, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, Uh, pullover sweatshirt yes and another letter
4: oh that's on the pink paper
1: yes okay
4: this is uh again this has a california raisins letterhead at the top (laughs) dear jasper mcquad
1: jasper s-o-p-h-e-r yeah jasper jasper mcquad okay (laughs) Macquad with an A this time, right, not spells- MC like oh, the other yeah, okay. ones have been. And yeah. so differently from the, the box. The permutations yeah. of the spelling are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start over. <laughs> Dear
4: Jasper Macquad, <laughs> been on the road, so sorry for the delay. Here at CRFC, we are proud to have you as a member. With order to reward your patronage, we are esteemed to provide you with certain perks and prizes. These tokens of your dedication to our organization are prized possessions that are highly valued and given only to our most valuable members. Fun facts from Raisintown! Exclamation point. And then a bulleted list. First bullet, California raisins branded together in 1986. Second bullet, California raisins are managed by a Bega named Rudy... <laughs> named Rudy Begaman <laughs> uh, third bullet oh God yeah contrary to popular belief California raisins are not African Americans they are raisins that sang American pop songs originally recorded by African Americans oh, exclamation point so oh so they're on the defense now so they <laughs> yeah, so they yeah, maybe no. <laughs> are aware of the the criticisms <laughs> yeah okay fourth bullet point California raisins are actually dried grapes <laughs> Okay, I'm very concerned about where this argument is going. They're like, they can't be racist. They're grapes. Uh, Fifth bullet point. The revitalization effort of the California prune industry was squashed by the success of California raisins.
0: Take that, prunes.
4: Sixth bullet point. Prunes are commonly mistaken for giant raisins. They are some other fruit what (laughs) all of these statements have exclamation points at the end i just love that these all are treated as equal statements with equal enthusiasm Mm -hmm. they all Uh have exclamation points at the end it's like here's when they came out uh here's (laughs) me briefly addressing that they might be racist without actually saying the word racist also uh they're not prunes okay uh and then (laughs) and then it says exciting news exclamation point We've been in talks about planning our golden commercials of yesteryear theme cruise. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Featured acts could be actors depicting, and then there's bullet points. Bartles and James from wine cooler fame. Where's the beef lady <laughs> from Wendy's fame. Ernest from You Know What I Mean them and still living Harley Cross also known as Zack the Lego maniac
2: also wait and still living is this the only person who's still alive
4: i don't i don't know either of those names i don't know no, me neither. the name, the formal name or the nickname no nope. joan and jill norzer the Doublemint twins okay <laughs> uh, i love their equal yeah their equal nostalgia for all uh corporate mascots matt Fruer from max headroom fame and of course, the
1: California raisins. Yeah, so that's the potential lineup of the golden commercials of yesteryear How? theme cruise.
2: <laughs> but it's not even going to be those people. It's going to be actors, actors playing portraying. them, except for I mean, maybe them. Harley Cross. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then there's another line of the letter. Where? Next page.
2: Oh, 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 oh! Second page.
4: Hold on. Okay. <laughs> there's just a quote. The quote is. A golden journey of a thousand raisins must start with a single grape. And that quote is attributed to, I'm not sure how to pronounce this name. L-A-O-T, Lot, zhu, Z-H-U-E? Lot Zhu, I think. Lot Tzu?
1: Yeah, I think it's the mis- a misspelling of a Chinese philosopher.
4: Okay, great, very on brand. Sincerely, Wesley Schneider, President of California Raisins Fan Club.
1: All of this is confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm more convinced than ever that this is like a prank or a hoax. An excellent troll. It is so unhinged. (laughs) Jacob actually posted all of this to RBI again and said that he's hoping that a podcast he's talking to can solve it. So I guess we're now competing with RBI to (laughs) solve this mystery. (laughs) All
4: right. Listen, RBI, we do not see you as competitors. We will work alongside you.
1: (laughs) I am glad, though, that he posted it because this is what's really interesting. I spoke to Jacob again after he got this stuff.
7: So someone on the Reddit noticed that my sweatshirt had like a stain on it, like right above like one of the raisins. And they used the stain to locate the eBay listing of the sweater. So they were able to see when it was purchased. So Mm -hmm. that was the first time that we had conclusive evidence that you know, it was purchased off eBay, like one of the items. So. It was
1: recent, right? It was like it was like a week or two before you got it that it sold on eBay.
7: Yeah. So the puffy print sweatshirt sold for thirty dollars on eBay on June fifteenth, and I received the package on July 9th, twenty twenty two. So it was you know th- about three weeks. So this is someone who's doing this to you. We know this. We know this is not an actual collector. Potentially, yeah. Potentially that that it means it could be. Someone who's not actually collecting these things and is buying them off of eBay and then sending them out, which is interesting.
4: So, are you buying this, John? Like, it makes sense to me. It's some good sleuthing.
1: I'm definitely buying that this is the sweater that he received. Okay. So the stains match up.
0: This is the one thing that Reddit is actually good at, I feel. Yeah. yeah.
1: Multiple people on Reddit and Jacob himself actually messaged the eBay seller to ask who bought it. And the seller responded kind of the same way to everybody that he can't give out information about buyers, which is fair.
0: I am bound by the code of eBay.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. There is something
1: interesting about this whole eBay thing. That eBay listing says that it was sold on June 15th, 2022. That's the very same day that Jacob first posted anything about this mystery to Reddit. So it is
0: planted.
1: Wait a second. It's suspicious to me.
0: Are you you're saying, saying it's an inside job? Are you saying maybe there are multiple people <laughs> perpetuating this?
4: John, it seems like you're victim
1: blaming. This made me think that maybe we could be looking at a, at a raisins hoax that like Jacob is sending himself this stuff somehow.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that was a possibility all along.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of suspicious. Believe it or not, this is not where the packages stopped. I don't know why you wouldn't believe that at this point. That package that he was talking about just now with the with the sweatshirt was received on July 9th, twenty twenty two. A little over a month later, August thirtieth, Jacob does another post on RBI, and he's outlining a new package. This time from Flagstaff, Arizona.
7: So the items that it contained were uh, a post raisin brand like fold-out poster that you would find, like, maybe in a cereal box. One side is, like, a big poster, and the other side is, like, a board game. It's, like, a cut-out board game. There was another digital watch that they sent me. They sent me a cassette, which is uh, awesome.
1: As far as I know, Jacob has not listened to that cassette yet.
0: (laughs) Is it because he has no cassette player? That is why he hasn't heard it
4: yet, because he (laughs) doesn't have access to a cassette player. I mean, same, honestly.
7: Yeah, yeah. So in addition to that, there's another letter. This is not a handwritten letter. This is formatted the same as all of the previous typed letters. This is once again from our our president, Wesley Schneider. Fine greetings to our California Raisins fan. Feeling a little bit down in these late summer months, a lot of you probably already know about the falling out Denise and I had. She has agreed to keep going with Garfield, Odie, and Normal fan clubs, and I will continue the California Raisins (laughs) side of things. Wait. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What? I love the
4: deep lore
7: that's happening If this
4: is all fabricated It's like they're imagining a whole universe Where it's like this person is married to someone else And together they run several fan clubs
0: I don't know that they're married necessarily
1: You think this was just a business
4: partner I got, they I a...
0: thought they were just, yeah, fan club partners
7: Oh, okay uh, but there's more to The Falling Out, so let's listen okay, to Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. She has agreed to keep going with Garfield, Odie, and Normal fan clubs, and I will continue the California Raisins side of things. Everyone who is a multi-member will, re- will be receiving separate newsletters from now on. Denise <laughs> is a wonderful person. I wish her well. It's too bad her politics have become so extreme. Maybe I've overshared, but I felt that I need to address the separation. In lighter news, <laughs> oh, I finally no. finished off 49. Was Denise... Wonderful-
1: <laughs>
4: Where was Denise on January 6th? <laughs>
1: Denise was radicalized, <laughs> and it destroyed their working relationship. It's a, it's a short walk from Garfield to uh, QAnon. <laughs> and I mean, th- then this goes on, it says, I finally finished all 49 California Raisins recipes. And uh, what we get here uh, are four recipes. We've got the California Raisins burger, singing ants in a log, California style. Tex-Mex Cowboy California Raisins Mock Bean Chili California Raisins Hollywood Style Famous Seven Layer Dip uh, Each of these recipes is supposedly submitted by a fan club member uh, whose names are things like Joyce Musclewhite <laughs> <laughs> Jacob and I looked around and only one of these names seems to be an actual real person searchable on the internet so we think the names were random and that they were fake Uh, And then this letter finishes.
7: This month, we provided a rare collection of California Raisins memorabilia, hand-selected for each valued member. These prize collector items are to be cherished and used to better the societies that we live in. And then here's another insane quote. (laughs) Two good grapes are not worth one good raisin by Wang Yangming.
1: And that's this package. Now, I think it's worth taking a second here to consider how all of these pieces of mail are actually coming from all over the place, like literally postmarked from all over the country, right? Right. Looked into this, there are indeed these like quote-unquote services that you can hire to remail letters and packages. If you Google enough, you'll find them. Some of them claim to be able to remail your stuff from literally any city or state in the country. I have no idea how that works. Mm Okay. Okay. Funny enough, the U.S. Postal Service actually does its own form of remailing from North Pole, Alaska, where our first letter was postmarked from. But that service is only for (laughs) remailing letters from Santa to
4: children, right? I mean, honestly, this seems like a fairly easy business to spin up. You just have, like, contractors on retainer to, like, remail stuff for you in various locations
1: totally and I'm also really uh, these are like weirdly cheap they like they start at like a dollar for a letter and they go up to around like the $20 range for heavy packages I actually had a little email correspondence with someone named Ed F Ed F was at Rapid Remailer Uh, let me read you this email from Ed Uh, it says I am not sure if there is much of a story to be told beyond what the service entails how it is performed and why most people seem to use this type of service and yes Practical jokes are one of those reasons. I must state in advance, however, that we will not be able to disclose any specifics about anything that we have performed for any particular customer. We cannot answer questions along the lines of, have you ever seen this style of postcard, or have you ever sent anything to this specific destination, etc.
2: Those are two wildly different types of questions.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, it goes on, Our website clearly states to our customers that we provide an anonymous service and do not retain records. All incoming exterior packaging and enclosed paperwork instructions to us are shredded daily and those shredded materials are then burned on a weekly basis. Hell what? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Quite often even we do not know who our customer is and they will send us something for possessing with for processing with no return address and pay with cash.
2: So they're just mailing cash. This is such a sketchy business. Oh my God. I love it. This is an
4: admirable uh, customer privacy policy as far as I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> He's, it goes on. Um, we have absolutely no idea who they are nor the contents of their correspondence. We are essentially just providing, quote, labor to that end customer. <laughs>
4: All phone calls we receive are on a temporary track phone that we immediately break in half and throw <laughs> into the trash. That's what describing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Uh, So I think it's fair to say that it would be relatively easy for a prankster to send these letters, postcards, packages to a remailer to get them to Jacob via the places that they've been postmarked from. Now, getting back to Jacob, there was more mail. At the beginning of September, he got another postcard, this time with a screenshot from the very first California Raisins commercial on the front of it.
7: It was mailed from Memphis, Tennessee, It's addressed to Jasper McQuad. They say, Welcome abode, Jasper. uh, Aboard, I think, is what they were going for, but uh, they spelled it wrong. They missed the R. So, welcome abode, Jasper. Saw your name on the new guy list. Looking forward to meeting you at all the great raisin events. Bummer about Denise, am I right? Oh, this
2: is. (laughs) What?
0: This is
7: fanfic. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%.
1: So what we're kind of getting is like the the typewritten letters from Wesley and the the memorabilia that accompany those come monthly and they are like the official things sent by the fan club. On top of that, there are these postcards being circulated among members to each other. Like that's the story that's going on here. And this is one of these
7: member-to-member postcards. Right. right. So they say, I thought you'd get a chuckle off the photo in the front. I love this postcard, man. Got it at a yard sale in 93 back east. And then a completely illegible name. Herb Chew, I think, is what it says. I'm pretty confident that it's Herb Chew. (laughs) Herb Chew. (laughs) They're really good at coming up with names, I gotta say. (laughs) Herb Chew? Are you kidding me? And this was the last thing you got? Yeah, this was the last thing I got. Okay. And let me check the date. September 7th.
1: Now, we're, we're pretty convinced this is a joke, not a legitimate mailing from anywhere, of course. Um, like you, I started wondering if this could be a hoax, like something that Jacob was actually orchestrating himself. And that was something also that some Reddit commenters
7: started floating among themselves. Some people on Reddit suspect that it's me I haven't wanted to ask outright, but is it you? No, it's not me. <laughs> that's what you would say. Right. That's true. I mean, it's really hard. I'm, I'm speaking with you directly. I've given you a lot of information. Like, mm-hmm. let's be real. Like, if I were doing it, John, and like you found that out at the end of this whole thing, I would look like the most insane person <laughs> ever. <laughs> and like all for what? Like for Reddit? For Reddit upvotes? Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think people do this kind of thing for internet fame all the time.
4: Just for fun. For the
0: Yeah. I'm not like, wow, that's beyond the pale. No one would <laughs> ever do that. That's not sure. my reaction. I do kind of believe him just because having listened to him, he doesn't seem like the type.
1: Yeah. So th- there's one thing that I think could help solve this more definitively and that's handwriting. We have a few samples of handwritten postcards. We've got signatures. We've got the membership card from the first package. To me, a lot of these samples do look similar, especially in how the numbers are formed. So I asked Jacob, I said, do you have handwriting samples of anyone in your orbit who you think could be responsible for the, for the joke? Mm. Give, me, give me one second.
7: I have another postcard yeah. from a friend that is maybe weird enough to pull this off. Uh, we would send postcards to each other but let me let me go grab the postcard and see if the handwriting is anywhere close. Okay. Okay. I've got their postcard and no. <laughs> I mean there are some similarities in the sense that like it's it's also all caps. Do you want to check it out? Could you send it to me? Do you Yeah. This does seem a little
1: acted to it me. It does, yeah. Seems a little put on. This is 100% the person who's writing your letters. 100%? Can you call him on speakerphone? <laughs> yeah, Can we yeah. get this
7: person on, <laughs> on yeah, this call? Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay.
1: So, d- while we were on the phone, Jacob called his friend who is named Evan.
7: It's Paul Jacob. I'm so glad to hear back from you. I'm on a podcast right now, and you're on speakerphone on this podcast. I have a question that I think you might know the answer to. Okay. Okay. What do you know about the California Raisins?
5: The California Raisins. I know that it was like a... Well, the backstory on your Reddit, you've been posting about it because I follow you on Reddit. And I know that you've been sent, like, weird things from people or from something. You posted on, like, Reddit investigation, like, subreddit. Yeah. But what do I know about the races? It's, like, it's four or five, like, races that are in, like, a little band.
7: So, so my question, my follow-up question is then, are you the person who is sending me these things?
5: No, dude, no. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's not me.
7: So I am comparing the postcard that you sent me and my like yeah, like the, like, yeah, like handwriting. Yeah. And it, they're, they're pretty convinced that it's you. I was like, Oh, I only have one other handwriting sample for my friends.
5: Yeah, uh, I, I swear dude, It's not me.
7: <laughs> well, okay. Well, okay. I'm glad that I caught you. I'm sorry that it had to be under these these circumstances. We should, we should catch up some other time. Yeah. Well, okay. Jacob, can you put me on speed? Okay. On Wait, hang on. Uh, John, the person who I've been podcasting with, also would like to say something. Is that okay?
5: Yeah. Hey, what's up, John?
7: Hey,
1: it's nice to meet you. Thanks for, uh, this is indeed a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, sorry for ambushing you.
5: Oh, all, right, all, all good.
1: You're saying f- 100% that this was not sent f- from you.
5: I, uh, if it was me, I would confess now because it's been, what, a few months, Jacob, since the first one?
7: Yeah, two Two months. I he would was. honestly
5: tell you, tell you now, but no, it's not me. But I am aware of it, even though Jacob's never mentioned it to me. Just like I said earlier, but it's not me. I swear to God, I <laughs> whatever. There'd be no point
7: in keeping it going right now, I'll tell you. John, any thoughts?
1: Um, I'm more determined than ever to find the answer once and for all.
7: All right, well, Evan, I'll call you again soon, just, just so we can chat.
5: I guess here's my question. Okay. I have a question for you guys is, do you want to find out who it is or do you like just having it be a mystery?
7: John, I'll let you go
5: Go ahead.
4: Um, John, you better say you
1: want to find it out. That's exactly the kinds of questions that I would ask at the end of an episode where I don't have the answer. Uh Um, but I will say, I know from our audience that they prefer it when we solve our mysteries
5: sure it makes for a better podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) it sure does so if you could help us with that in any way
5: yeah i i would just keep hitting jacob's friends but i don't know i wish you the best of luck and i hope you catch that bastard
6: (laughs) (laughs) do too all right i'll talk to you guys later
7: all right bye bye evan see you jacob
4: feel like you turned up the heat too
1: high. You feel like I've turned up the heat too high?
4: Yeah, he was like trying
1: to bounce. No, he was trying to bounce. And then he was the one who said, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And that question to me was so incriminating that he was like, (laughs) do you even want to know the answer? How do you feel about this? Like, do you, did you get the feeling that I did? Is him? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it also was a little bit weird that our our subject was like, hmm,
2: you know who it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they're both, like, in on it somehow. Like, it was like a... It was a surprise at first, and then it became, like, this funny thing, and we were... I don't know. It just feels... It feels, like, too contrived to me.
4: Yeah, I was believing him the whole time. I was running a little internal lie detector test in my brain. Mm -hmm. And it was going fine until... That moment you said where he was, like, looking at the postcard and was like, it doesn't look like, mm, well,
2: no, Mm -hmm.
4: I don't know. That's when Mm -hmm. the needle on my internal lie detector test started going. But that's
2: where it's like, I don't think the whole thing is a lie. I just think it, like, became a lie.
4: I'm not believing either of them after that exchange.
1: I, me neither. I was, I came away from that 100% certain that Evan was at least involved and probably sent the mail, but I didn't have proof. And that is why I asked for some help from an expert.
3: Hey, my name is Bart Baggett. I am a forensic handwriting expert, which means I analyze handwriting to solve crimes. Yes, Bart. This is
1: the person we need to solve our crime. Bart has been doing this a really long time. He's something of a handwriting expert go-to. He told me he's done over 1,600 interviews about this. Oh, wow. So you got like the same guy Dr. Phil would get. Yes, exactly. Nice. Nice.
4: Can you even describe this
5: row of warped curly cues as a signature? Handwriting expert Bart Baggett does not. Joining us in Los Angeles is Bart Baggett, Handwriting Expert. You've examined copies of the Ramsey
3: Ransom Note and the Yearbook. What do you think?
1: Bart might just be the person who can close the book on this case.
3: Our website's Handwriting Expert USA, and we do two cases all over the world, and we do solve crimes, and sometimes we solve California raisin membership crime. And we're serious about it.
1: What pieces of handwriting evidence are admissible or not admissible in court?
3: So generally, the American court systems see forensic handwriting analysis as a science and as an accepted and established methodology to prove identity. However, it doesn't see handwriting as as a scientific personality assessment. But blood, DNA, and handwriting, they have unique identifiers, which, if given enough evidence, that's a really credible witness, and that helps solve a lot of cases.
1: Bart was super gracious, and he agreed to look at our handwriting samples to see if there were any matches between the Evan postcard and the ones from the California Raisins. Now, I should also mention that after that call where we spoke to Evan, Jacob sent me one last postcard that he got from the Raisins, um, we don't really need to go into the contents of that, but this one is signed Chandri Patel, uh, a name that we haven't seen before. Uh huh. So I sent Bart all of the clean samples we have, uh, plus the membership card from the first package, plus two handwritten postcards and Evan's known sample.
3: We don't have tens and 20 samples of Evan's handwriting. We've got a little postcard block printing, so my hands are a little bit tied, a limiting factor, but I still think I found the right answer.
2: Okay. Okay. what?
4: I'm
1: excited. If you'd like to follow along with the handwriting samples, Bart put together a PDF of all the comparisons. We've redacted that, and you can find a link in the show notes if you want to follow along.
3: So you gave me a number of documents. One was the California Raisins fan club official member. So that, to me, there's some very similar elements to it. The seven is very similar.
1: What he's talking about here is if we look at Evan's postcard and the membership card, we see that they both have sevens in them. Uh, and on both samples, they've got a little dash through the like the stem of the seven. I always do it. Oh, like you're in a minority.
3: So that in itself isn't an indicator that he did it, but at least it narrows him down to 20, 30% of the population. The R, however, is a little more interesting. We do find one R with extensive kick out in the base. Maybe this is the guy. The second thing is it's just all printing and printing is the hardest. Cursive comes from the unconscious mind and that's where all the good juicy stuff is. Unfortunately, the one valid Sample we have of Evan's writing is the hardest.
0: Mm. Okay.
3: But I'm leaning toward that Evan wrote the membership card as I sit here today.
0: Interesting. Really? I was going
4: the opposite direction just looking at them.
0: Yeah, same. With my uneducated eye. Yeah. But it also looks like the person is deliberately doing weird stuff.
3: Right, which I wouldn't know how to pick up on. You've got another postcard, and if you glance at it from far away, you're like, this is a different person. However, there are some similar qualities to this. If Evan was the writer, could he have disguised his writing enough to make really big Gs and really interesting Ls and sideways back and forth, but then forget that his T-bars are exactly alike. Then forget that his Ys look really weird, like, a, like a, they're like a U with a stick on it. Like that's kind of unusual.
1: And we see those weird, unusual Ys in both of these samples. Mm-hmm.
3: But I did ask one of my good friends that runs our New York office named Brett Goldstein. I said, what do you think about this case? He goes, I gotta tell you, this card alone, I don't think he wrote it. I said, Brett, but what about that Y? Okay, the Y's the same. I think I disagree. I think if someone's disguising their writing, they could make their wise bigger, and they could make it slanted. But I'm not saying Brett's wrong, so mm-hmm. I'm lean. I'm leaning toward. I still think Evan's a great suspect for this, but man, he did a great job disguising his writing. If he did,
1: wow, this is where I started getting nervous. Yeah, uh, we're moving on to the next postcard now. This one looks pretty different to me, but I'm curious what you think.
3: So it it is very different. But here's the weird thing: is if if you if you look at it closely. It's all block printing. Oh, that's a similarity. But from the macro level, I'm seeing what you're seeing is shape, size, middle zone, margins, all different. So I and Brett and you all agree he didn't write this other postcard. That's really definitive. Yes. I do not think that Evan wrote the third postcard.
1: Mm. And then we come to this Chandri Patel postcard, the one that Jacob received after that confrontation with Evan.
3: So I actually found this handwriting really interesting. I actually think that this is probably that was born and raised in Europe. This writer makes lowercase A's like a typewriter, which is unique. They make the d a uh, very unique, downstroke, upstroke, and smashed. So everything as far as the major criteria, the horizontal width, the uh, vertical width, the letter forms, very, very different than the printer we saw that Evan is. I don't think Evan could copy this, and it, nothing about it looks simulated. It has nothing to do with Evan's handwriting. There's no way he wrote it in a million years. This person's excluded. Wrong suspect.
4: Wow. hmm mm-hmm. So, at most, Evan wrote two of these,
1: basically. Mm. That's basically what Bart said. So, what's your bottom line here?
3: The bottom line is that uh, two of the postcards were absolutely not written by the suspect, Evan. So if Evan's the mastermind, he's got three other co-conspirators involved in this raisin plot.
1: I thought this case was open and shut, but Bart has opened it wide open again.
0: I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy, (laughs) Evan. Just come clean.
1: I still think Evan was involved in this. I spent a lot of time this week pouring over the timeline and exactly what happened when. Maybe it was really Evan. Maybe it was Evan roping in some group of friends to write the postcards. Maybe Evan and Jacob orchestrated this themselves for Reddit Clout. I got in touch with Jacob and Evan one more time to give them the results and see if we could extract some sort of a confession from one or both of them.
0: You wanted to see if one of them would break.
1: Yeah. Jacob hasn't gotten any more mail since the last postcard that he showed me.
7: The last update I gave to you was the last update that I got, and that was November 26, 2022. So yeah, it's been a few months of radio silence.
1: I wanted to tell Jacob and Evan about the results of Bart's handwriting analysis. What do you think the results of his comparison are going to be?
6: Well, I know I didn't write it, so I put, <laughs> Judging by the, that we're having this call, I believe that his findings are that there is a match. Maybe signs point to that it's my handwriting, but I know I didn't write it, so it, <laughs> he's this ex, quote-unquote expert's incorrect.
0: Okay, protest too much.
6: Yeah, he's
4: already on the defense. <laughs> you haven't even revealed the results yet. Yeah. That's a little suspicious.
1: So I started by showing them the membership card, and once I told Evan how convinced Bart was that this could definitely be him, he just flat out denied it.
6: This is not my handwriting.
1: Then I went on to the postcard that Bart thought could have been disguised, but his colleague thought was definitely not Evan. Bart thought that this is probably you. His colleague in New York did not think it was you.
6: I just never like tried to disguise my handwriting, but it's interesting.
1: So still no confession. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> John, your techniques are so gentle.
6: Yeah,
4: I feel like you might need to talk to a detective.
1: Oh, my God. I should have brought one of you as the muscle. I don't know.
4: You just, <laughs> uh, or just watch a couple of episodes of Law & Order.
1: So anyway, I, you know, no confession from him. I finally showed him the, the quote unquote European postcard. And Evan started theorizing on his own.
6: It could be someone's, like, elaborate plan to, like, it's not one person and they're coordinating with their friends like a friend is abroad and, like, hey, write my friend that you don't even know a letter and I'm confusing him, but I need you to go along with it.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that has been on my mind.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By this point in the conversation, I don't really know what to think, but it's, I, it's still on my mind that maybe Jacob and Evan aren't telling me the entire truth. So I start... Trying to, you know, in my own gentle way, starting to try to push in that direction. It took you about 22 seconds from having the idea that maybe it was Evan to having the postcard in your hands to read Yeah. in that call. Why did you have the postcard so available so quickly?
7: Yeah, that that's a great question. Evan is also friends with my roommate that I live with because we all went to school together. And he's addressed that one to both uh, me and her. And so because it was like a mutual thing, like neither of us wanted to like store it away. So we literally left it on our piano, like next to our keys. (laughs) We actually left it there because we were like, as a reminder, like, oh, we got to write Evan a card back.
0: I just want to say whenever anyone says that's a good question, that is a stall tactic. Yeah. It never means that's actually a good question.
1: I think he's just saying, oh, I hadn't considered that. Here's
4: why.
0: But
2: it sounded like he had considered that. Like, it you did. know? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. The context here, though, is that I'm accusing him of being in on it. And now he has to deny it, you know?
2: <laughs> but that's where you draw the line of reading too much into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I find a little unbelievable is like, Evan, you seem to know about the Raisins thing happening to Jacob for months, but it never actually talked to him about it until we talked.
6: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I remember like in college. Jacob and I were like, oh, did Jacob showed me something on Reddit. And he was like, this is my username. So when I get bored, I'm just like, hey, what's Jacob commenting on? But like when Jacob got the raisin thing, I, I saw it, but I didn't tell him about it. I don't know why. <laughs> That's like honestly creepier than I, th- I thought. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, a,
4: it's like incriminating him for a completely different crime, which is that he's just like stalking <laughs> what random stuff his friend is commenting on with on Reddit without his friend even really totally realizing that his friend knows his Reddit handle.
0: I could see myself doing this.
1: I mean, yeah, sure. (laughs) But you wouldn't want to admit it. It it did become
0: obvious that they are like
1: very close friends. They talk all the time.
0: They seem very close.
1: Yes. I I did bring up to Jacob and Evan that the three of you thought that they could be in on it. (laughs) Hey, Um, come on.
2: Make us the bad guy.
1: All three of them had the same impression that both of you knew that it started with Evan. And
6: you both kept the thing going. I have nothing to gain
7: from that. <laughs> this is my pitch, John, to you for like why it's not us in on it together. Because if if I were trying to get something out of this more than like a couple of Reddit upvotes, like I don't think that I would try just like go on a podcast to like seek help for like getting the answer. I think that I would like try to get famous. Like I think I would like try mm-hmm. to post it on TikTok, try to post it on YouTube. And like that's what everyone is telling me I should do. <laughs> He's saying he wouldn't go on our lowly
4: podcast. He would participate in the (laughs) real internet, something that would get him actual attention, like TikTok.
1: To me, in the course of this conversation, I actually started believing Evan. Like, he was super adamant that it wasn't him. He wasn't as coy and mysterious as he sounded the last time that we talked. Like, I think this is just kind of his manner. And the first time we talked, like, that question that he asked me was if I would actually want to know who the prankster is. I interpreted that as, like, a coy wink. I kind of don't think that's what he meant by it, though. It is also, like, a difficult situation we're putting him in.
4: Yes. There's lots of things we could nitpick as suspicious, but there there haven't been any huge red flags.
1: Right, right, exactly. Evan, you asked me a question at the end of the call last time that I think I answered really (laughs) poorly. I've been
7: thinking about this.
1: Mm -hmm. I think the real answer for me is... I don't care about who it is, right? Mm-hmm. What I do want to understand better is why someone would do this. I can't understand what the payoff is for the person doing the prank if they never come clean, you
6: know? I think, like, I know some people, and myself included, who like to see people genuinely confused and not really pranked, but just like dumbfounded or taken back. And and then like, let me, let me think, let me pick my words carefully here. So you don't think it's me, but um, <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> <and> con- <laughs> genuinely confused. And then like, it doesn't matter if they know who is from, but you know why. You've done this before? No.
7: <laughs> I've been everything out of your mouth. <laughs> it's so incriminating. You're doing it to yourself, man. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay it's him it's him i take it back it's him we i think it's so funny i like yeah i i wish i was the one who was doing this i wish i had the idea to do this but i didn't and i don't <laughs> why do you wish?
1: why do you why is that
6: because uh, jacob is the kind of person who when he's confused and i'm bringing up this word confused i like to see this whole scenario is not a prank but like Confusing Jacob is the goal, and I, <laughs> I, I feel like the same way as the person because I feel like they're confusing you, and your reaction to this confusion is not like you're scared that this person's sending you raisin mail, or like you're worried, or like you're mad or angry, but you're genuinely confused, and the way you react to that is just like epic sometimes <laughs> when you like have your have a little like spell or a tantrum and you're like, come on guys, like why is this happening? And like your hands go up by <laughs> your ears and you wave your hands side by side. And I can just picture the person who's doing this to you, like, knows the way you react. And they and they don't care if, if you ever find out who it is, but they just love that you're frustrated and just like, God, like I need what is happening? Like raisins, like <laughs>
7: <laughs> Raisins. well i think i think john is also had like having a vein pop out of his neck as i would like it's just it's just so baffling and i almost john i almost feel sorry that i that i have roped you in
6: <laughs> because i'm I, just as confused i feel
1: i don't know i'm willing to accept that it's not you evan but mm-hmm. uh it was the only hope i had that it was you
6: i I'll always say, I wish it was me, and I wish we could resolve it. I wish it was selfishly me just to have the idea, but also to, it was me, I hope, I wish it was me that we could conclude it, but neither are the case.
4: I would actually push back against the idea that whoever is doing this wants you and people like you to be frustrated. I don't necessarily think that's the appeal of a prank. I think it's to just, like, introduce a little bit of a chaos element into life. And also, like, something that has, like, a tangible effect. So to go do something weird, to plant a weird seed and see what grows from it is can be exhilarating. It doesn't mean you want people to be frustrated by it, necessarily.
1: I think also the motivation for doing this kind of thing is probably a little bit different for anybody who would like Evan is expressing why he would sure. why he's jealous that it's not him. You're saying a different thing. I think some people actually yeah. would get a real kick out of coming forward and seeing the reaction at the reveal after a really long time. Yeah. But but I also think it's kind of funny that the the, the like secondary effect that this is having where we're all very frustrated that we don't know who is doing this or why. <laughs> it's it's escalating to the point where now multiple people are trying to figure out the motivation behind this and that in itself might be the satisfying part for The Prankster. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. What's really strange to me is that Jacob at this point kind of seems to have come to terms with this. Mm-hmm. Like he told me that he doesn't really think about the California Raisins fan club anymore and it's really only when I got back in touch and wanted to talk to him about it that he started considering who it might be again. Can I make a plea to The Prankster? Please make a plea. Okay, again,
4: I believe... The motivation is like someone that, that they they're basically trying to break out of being an NPC, right? They don't they want to they want to be a non playable character. They want to see that they can do something to the world around them and that it has some tangible <laughs> effect that's bigger than themselves, right? But they want to be the user. Yeah, but if a non playable character plays in the woods and no one's around to see it, mm-hmm. are they really playing?
0: If the NPC gains sentience in a dark forest, no one sees.
4: I'm saying a main character doesn't (laughs) operate in the dark, all right? You need to come forward.
0: Yes, on our podcast. On our
1: podcast. At the same time, though, I think there's a very real possibility that the person doing this is completely satisfied just watching Jacob and maybe me and maybe our audience freak out about this and will never come forward. And all we can do is come to terms with that and walk around with the knowledge that there's a mystery raisins fan club writer somewhere in the world. But for now, this case has to remain open.
7: You know what I was thinking about? Uh is you know when you like are at like a like an icebreaker for like work or for school or something? And they they all they always ask you to like say your name, where you're from, and a fun fact. My entire life I've never had like a fun, like a solid fun fact where I'm like this is gonna, this is gonna be a hit, no matter what. And now, if there's anything that I've gained from this, other than like a bunch of useless '80s merchandise, uh, it's it's a fun fact to tell at corporate gatherings for the rest of my life.
1: Under understood is Billy Disney, Adrian Jeffries, Regina Delay, and me, John Lago Marcino. This week we had help on editing, mixing, and music from Ryan Manning. If you have a mystery the internet can't answer, we want to hear about it. You can email us at hello at underunderstood.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 212-994-4882. We love getting voicemails. You can find more episodes, transcripts, information about the show at our website underunderstood.com. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back with a new episode next week.